Welcome to Regenerate You. I'm Dr. Nirvana, a board-certified and licensed naturopathic doctor. I created this podcast to share my tips and knowledge on restoring your health naturally. It's exciting to share my unique approach with you to regenerating your body from the inside out. So get ready to receive practical and effective approaches for living your best life possible in under 15 minutes. everyone, welcome to Regenerate You. I'm Dr. Nirvana. Today, I want to talk to the people who have been eating a whole food diet, but still are having strange symptoms along with allergies, such as runny nose, sneezing, coughing, accompanied by constant acid reflux, headaches, fatigue, overall body aches and pains, and gut issues. These symptoms can be related to both a histamine reaction as well as a mast cell activation. Let's discuss the difference. Histamine intolerance is when there's too much histamine in your body for it to cope and it becomes exacerbated by the fact that histamine is also present in a lot of foods that you may be eating. So your histamine burden may be further amplified by your diet. With histamine intolerance, histamine doesn't get broken down well due to a genetic mutation where someone has a deficiency in the enzyme called DAO needed to break down histamine in the gut or another enzyme deficiency found in the liver known as HNMT. This causes histamine levels to build up in the body and people start reacting to high histamine foods or to an environmental stimulus super easily. So excess histamine is the main problem here. If you think you're histamine intolerant, then you may have mast cell activation syndrome as well. It's generally a subset of MCAS or mast cell activation syndrome. Some people just have histamine intolerance. That's very possible. With histamine intolerance, a low histamine diet makes a big difference. If the three main pathways that break down histamine get supported, then generally the histamine intolerance will get much better. So the difference between the mast cell activation syndrome and histamine intolerance is that when a person has MCAS, their mast cells secrete a lot of mediators, not just histamine. Although histamine is still a major component of MCAS, it's only a piece of the puzzle. Mast cell activation happens when the immune cells, called mast cells, are in overdrive. The job of the mast cells is to release inflammatory molecules to help fight pathogens and allergens, but when the mast cells are overreactive, they produce way too many of these inflammatory molecules. The best known one is histamine, but there are hundreds of other molecules that mast cells release. With mast cell activation syndrome, we have to reduce all the root factors keeping the mast cells overreactive. So there's a lot more work to be done. And a low histamine diet helps, but usually it doesn't fix it. We have to reduce all the food triggers and other underlying triggers like infections, viruses, and toxins. This brings us to one of the main reasons I wanted to discuss this topic of mast cell activation syndrome because it's a big contributor to autoimmune disease, heart disease, 
gut issues, osteoporosis, blood sugar dysregulation, and even brain fog or cognitive issues. I've seen it be one of the root causes to SIBO, IBS, electrohypersensitivity, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, endometriosis, interstitial cystitis, and sometimes symptoms are worse during ovulation or even during your period. So if you're suffering from any of these, histamine intolerance or mast cell activation syndrome may be at the root of the issue. Now, I want to share some of the triggers associated with stimulating mast cells. So what's making it worse? I often see mold or mycotoxins, EMF exposure, impaired liver detox pathways, chemical or pesticide exposure, estrogen dominance, viruses, and an imbalance in your gut flora or dysbiosis, SIBO, and leaky gut making them all attributing factors. So once we can identify and treat your root trigger, then we have to manage it through dietary modifications, addressing your environment, and considering supplementations to help quelch the chaos going on on the inside of your body. In regards to diet, it's pretty simple in that you want to avoid high histamine foods. Fermented foods are some of the biggest culprit since even beneficial bacteria produce histamine during fermentation. In fact, reacting to fermented foods is a classic sign of histamine intolerance, especially if probiotics are well tolerated. I'm going to add the common foods that are high in histamine in my post for you later on if you want to look back at that. Also, avoid leftovers because they allow naturally occurring bacteria to break down amino acids into histamine. So once histamines have been created within the food, it can't be destroyed. We also want to treat your environment and incorporate some lifestyle changes, which means reducing your EMF exposure, reducing your heavy metal burden, such as mercury, lead, arsenic, and cadmium, testing for mold exposure in your home or if in your car even or your workplace and stimulating your vagus nerve to stimulate your body's natural immune healing abilities. And last, but certainly not least, these are some of my favorite supplements that I've seen to be the most effective in helping my patients. The first is quercetin, which is the go-to bioflavonoid that works directly on blocking the upregulation of histamine when it's released. Then there's luteolin, which is another bioflavonoid that is extracted from artichokes that's a really, really strong mast cell stabilizer, and it's a natural antihistamine. I find it works well to reduce neurological symptoms like anxiety, insomnia, irritability, fatigue, and brain fog that are generally released in histamine intolerance or mast cell activation syndrome. Then I usually incorporate Gut Become as well, which is a powder that I formulated that will help to heal any inflammation in the gut, whether it's related to histamine upregulation, constipation, or leaky gut. Then there's Fisetin. So this is another potent bioflavonoid that's a mast cell stabilizer, but it also has anticoagulant properties, which means it can help to improve your blood flow, which will help to oxygenate your cells and makes detoxing a lot more effective because we are detoxing in the process as well. Then there is the perilla extract. So this comes from the perilla seed 
and the extract contains two potent ingredients, luteolin and rosmarinic acid, that have the ability to modulate T helper 2 cytokines to reduce hypersensitivity. And the extract works on the mucous membranes, so it can be helpful with lung inflammation and asthma, as well as other mucosal membranes like the sinuses and the gut which has also been shown to help people sweat and it can help reduce muscle spasms, which is great if you're having any sort of sinus issues related to the histamine issue, like um, congestion or runny nose or even lung issues like asthma. Then there's stinging nettles tea, which I absolutely love, and it's been shown to inhibit leukotriene release from mast cells. And leukotrienes are a mediator that often gets triggered from salicylate and phenol sensitivity, which can also help to reduce lung inflammation and asthma, as well as skin rashes and itching. And it makes a great tasting tea. It's actually naturally sweet. And last but certainly not least is vitamin C, which can be very effective as an antihistamine. And this is often why I have my patients combine IVC therapy as part of their protocol. So if you're sneezing regularly, if you feel awful and you can't figure out why, start by removing the high histamine foods to see if it helps. If not, then please reach out to me or another naturopathic doctor in your area to help determine what's causing your mast cell activation syndrome. You can find more on my Instagram or on my Facebook page at Dr. Nirvana Hills. And remember, when you regenerate, there's a new you every day. Bye-bye, everyone.